Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. Today is a sprint day. The first ever dedicated sprint Saturday. And my God, was it awful. And here to talk about it is Tom Bellingham, the co-founder. Uh, are we going to mince our words, Tommy, or are we going to start talking about how Formula One are potentially ruining the sport? Uh, maybe that's a bit too... I know, that was a bit top. over the top. But that was a bit cheeky. I don't... Um, uh, yeah, it wasn't good, was it? Um, that wasn't. I don't think that was the best example of uh, of the new structure. We, we said they were absolutely loving it yesterday. Uh, the fact that it played perfectly into their hands of less practice equals exciter, exciting qualifying and all this kind of stuff. But the reality is, today has been very much the opposite, where we got a bit of a, a stinker. I think we certainly did. But what was good was the five star revating. Revating. <laughs> You went review and rating at the same time, didn't you? Let's just keep going. What was good was the five-star rating from CWS 1967 from the United States of America. If you want yours read out, please leave us a five-star review. We read every single one of them, I promise you. Uh, And we will select one of yours uh, to feature in the next episode. So CWS says, I've been following F1 since the 1990 season. I wasn't even born then. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. When I had a chance to be at the Montreal Grand Prix when I worked for a sponsor. Over the years, I've paid more or less attention to F1 depending on what was happening in my broader life. Having found Matt and Tommy in their past gig and now with the even better P1 I am hooked on their banter and as a result I found my focus on F1 to have an intensify had to have t- intensified and grow to a whole new level thanks chaps oh thank you CWS oh. 1967 um just don't listen to this podcast about... we're about to slander it yeah 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 we, we, <laughs> so sorry boring. for what you're about to hear but I think maybe you, you might have the same opinion Listen a lot. Listen a lot. I can't even speak. I've literally <laughs> lost the ability to speak because I'm so in tune with my brain of how to fix Formula One that I can't do anything else. So, right. Let's talk about the morning first because we had lots of action today, Tommy. Well, I say lots of action. We had an hour of Formula One running over the course of today, which is the least we've ever seen for a long time when it comes to Saturdays, because usually we have an hour for FP3 and then an hour for long qualifying. Instead, we had half an hour for short qualifying and half an hour for the race. What did we make of this morning's stuff? I heard a lot of people saying they actually preferred the um, shorter qualifying session and wouldn't mind it anyway to have that shorter session i don't know i i saw it and i found it a bit weird after going going straight into it having had the really exciting qualifying yesterday um for me i think the problem is i didn't i didn't hate it i'm not like i'm not like really anti doing it um i just think i would have preferred maybe something a little different it feels me it feels strange for me to go into qualifying and then do exactly the same format again I'm still 
going to die on this hill that they just do the one lap qualifying from the mid 2000s everyone goes out in order one by one then you don't have the problem with part usage and all this kind of stuff and it also makes it a little bit different um we get to see everyone's laps and yeah it's just a bit a bit different um so yeah it was a bit of a a a weird one i didn't um didn't despise it but uh i would have preferred something a bit different personally yeah the only variable that was really uh something that we uh, experienced was the slightly shorter sessions but i mean does that really change much but the fact that the mediums had to be used in q1 or sq1 and sq2 but i completely agree with you tommy it just felt like we'd already seen it in in We've some ways and it's very similar order, right yeah and it's very similar as well to what we've seen today going into tomorrow it does feel like some people might say teasers other people might say spoilers for what we actually might be able to look forward to and as i'm kind of still processing sprints and where it really places in my mind i think the one big thing for me is just that i don't think i need this as a long-term hardcore formula one fan which is not everybody we've had a huge influx of newer fans so i'd be really interested to hear what they think but for for me personally i don't need action all the time i don't mind having practice i'm not saying three practice sessions but i don't mind two practice sessions for example and that lead up to the big saturday and the big sunday instead what we had this weekend, which is something that I was a little bit worried about beforehand, was having a big Friday, a Saturday, which eight points are on the line. It's a short, it's a 17 lap sprint we saw today. And then Sunday, again, it's a big Sunday, but have we already seen bits and pieces to be able to figure out, okay, Charles Leclerc is going to be screwed now and all that sort of stuff that kind of ruins the the veil over a Formula One race, the mystery. Do you know what I mean? Friday was more exciting, wasn't it? I'd say, I don't argue that you had full qualifying you know the same thing happened in qualifying and it was exciting that you know Charles put that lap in the end and got pole but because we'd already seen it it wasn't it wasn't quite you know you could see that from even your reaction that the friday it was like oh my god i can't believe this i can't believe someone's actually beating the rebels this is epic um but then when you see it again the next day it's not quite that same feeling so yeah i will I will admit I'll do that thing that you're not allowed to do apparently on the internet and say that I was wrong. But as the biggest kind of practice hater, I think this weekend has confirmed to me that I would rather them ditch practice altogether than replace it with something. I I think that the less practice element has made it good because we've got Charles Leclerc on pole. It's a bit of a mixed up grid and you had a bit of carnage in, in qualifying but I don't necessarily think that means that you have to replace practices with every single crazy sessions um, for for it to be like super entertaining all the time. Um, Because also this sprint shootout, Formula One is massive in America right now, a lot of new US fans. And it was on at two in the morning for some people over there. And you think, what's the point? And also I looked at the crowd as well and it was so early. You didn't have that many, it, the grandstand didn't look completely full like you would for a Saturday qualifying session. So it's clearly not, still not quite there, is it? Yeah. The timings have been all over the place. Tomorrow we've got the race at midday UK time. Uh, and you had the sprint race 
today at half two and you had sprint qualifying or sprint shootout, whatever the hell they call it these days, at half nine in the morning. And then you've got this big period of time where you go, well, can I go and do something? Can I go out for the day? No, not really, because I've got to be back for the 17-lap the shootout. So, yeah, it sounds like we're complaining a lot, but that's because we are. Um, and <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm, it's, it's not perfect, and I genuinely think they've taken a step in the wrong direction, potentially. I'll still wait and see as we move forward we'll others, for the yeah. other races. But... I don't like this Saturday. That was my big thing that I was worried about, and I I, I don't think I like it as a. It, it more is less is not the way it is. It's always less is more with Formula One, in my opinion. And you can you can have too much action or too much. Let's go and maybe get some action, but have one stint of a Grand Prix where nothing ever happens, like we saw we see quite a lot of the time in these sprints. Yeah, the sprint that that for me is the biggest problem with the sprint race. Um, on paper. Less practice, mini race sounds absolutely perfect. But the reality is, I'm not against the sprint. The problem is, I don't like the fact that I just, I just don't think the sprint format works because you're having the first portion of a race, no reverse. I put it on my Twitter, no reverse grids, no. Everyone's pretty much on the same tires, apart from the the guys that started on soft, which was disastrous. But no one at the front really risked it. So everyone's on the same tires. They can go easily to the end where's the like uh, uh, you're in an order where the red bulls are at the front because they've qualified of course you're not going to get any overtaking of course you're not going to get any action and uh it's it's not really surprising the only time you're ever going to get any sprint action for me is when you know it's raining or something because you're actually going to get some kind of variable formula one always plays out in that first half of the stint where first 17 laps of Baku tomorrow, you might look at the the crazy races we had at Baku in 2017 and 2018. I bet if you watched the first 17 laps wasn't and, and finished it there, it's not a particularly great race. But yeah. you get a pit stop, then someone goes off, then something happens. You have a full Grand Prix where things happen, and that's where things happen, not a, a very short stint. You've got a question as well with this new format, why we only have 17 laps or 100 kilometers or whatever they, you know, they, they restrict themselves at when we have less running. There's less running on a Saturday now than what there yeah, was previously. Because if this is technically replacing qualifying, you're giving the fans less time. Yeah, there's it's one hour. One That's all you see is Formula One cars for an hour on a Saturday. And you're telling me they're spending 100, 200 quid at least if you're going for that one day. If uh, Obviously, a lot of people get for three days. Um so for me, uh, that's the big question and perhaps is now showing its head that they've perhaps rushed this, that they'd only signed it off on Tuesday. So yeah. that's that in itself is pretty crazy. You would think that would that would have been announced at the top of the season. They've thought about it a lot. Let's adjust it. But if I go on a Saturday, you've got to wait five hours. Yeah, you have the you know, support series and so on, but... A lot of people are there for Formula One. That's their main reason that they would spend a huge amount of money. And they don't get a huge amount on Saturdays. So what I would suggest is let's make the sprint race half race distance at the very least. Lando Norris has said, why don't we introduce an ultra soft tyre that everyone has to go on or something like that, he said, which then forces a pit stop. Pirelli can sort that out, surely. That's something that would add that element of spice, which I don't think many people would be against. We need to see something thrown into these sprints because, as you say, Tommy, there's not enough in there in order for for it to breed chaos. If that's where we're going down, um, 
If not that, reverse grids. There's all kinds of options we can go down. Some will be worse, some will be better, but this one is by no means perfect. No, and even even with the now, um, you know, people think that Formula One drivers will, oh, they'll go for it more now because it doesn't affect their qualifying tomorrow. But other than the first lap, George Russell and Max Verstappen, other than the first lap, you can't really do anything. So, and the cost cap it, exists. It's not yeah, like it's a free right. rain. Yeah, exactly. It's all right going. If you crash, oh, it costs. Oh, they're not going for it. I'm, they're trying very hard, and I'm sure someone like you know Alex Albon in a Williams, uh, who was very vocal on the radio, we'll go into that in a bit. But he, you know, would love to try and overtake people, but he's, you know, what's he going to do? He, he can't. His, his car isn't quick enough. It's not that he's not trying and not going to go for it because it's not going to affect his result the next day. Um, I don't think that's an issue at all. I think the problem is, as soon as you get past that first lap, um, it just kind of resets itself and then and then you actually are just resetting the grid i think alex alban was vocal saying oh what a surprise the the top four cars are in the top eight this this um, top four teams yeah yeah top four teams are in the top eight and, that, and then he even you, said it was boring i think exactly but, you know, that, and that's going to happen every weekend surely unless yeah. someone crashes on the first lap 100 percent. um so it seems like the drivers aren't massive fans of it i'm sure the top four teams don't mind it so much but for those behind it really there's there's no real point in in participating to be fair, we no say point. that <laughs> there was actually quite a bit of battling towards the back of the field they're probably just having a bit of banter but i don't know it's it, well let's get on to the actual race shall we and yeah. talk about what went on uh, even though the first part is paris taking p1 from leclerc which i don't really <laughs> want to talk about um and again sort of gives us a very big indication as to what we're going to see tomorrow. And that's a big problem, I think, in some ways. it needs The sprint needs to be so different that it doesn't ruin what could happen uh, in, in the real race. And I think the ultra softs or something that is only used for the sprint is something that then can work alongside yeah. the main race because that's still a little bit different. And I like the way that they were trying SQ1, SQ2 with just mediums. That's something we hadn't seen. So we were like, oh, Charles looking good on the mediums. That's That was new information for us. So we enjoyed that part. But then as soon as we got to the softs, we went, oh, you know, we've kind of seen this before. So, yes, Perez took P1. But Leclerc was 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 looking very handy for the first sort of 12 or so laps. It seemed like he was going to actually hold on. He had DRS for maybe half of those laps. Um, but then we realized that Verstappen had a hole in his car and Leclerc would have finished easily third uh, if uh, if Max didn't have that, that incident with Russell. Yeah, the, the fact that Max was right on the back of Leclerc with a hole in his car did, didn't see that it was that, that bad until the end. That was a big surprise. But yeah, Leclerc... Did everything he could, um, but I think one thing that was interesting that I'd forgotten about, uh, and is this peak Charles Leclerc's luck, that um, the one time he gets himself into P1, there's a new rule uh, in the sprints where you don't have to wait three laps. Now, I don't know whether Leclerc could have... For DRS, sorry, yeah. Um, so I don't know what... <laughs> sorry, yeah. Actually, you don't have to wait three laps. Um, <laughs> yeah, but for me, if... Uh, it would have been borderline. I maybe don't think that he would have, it would have been, it probably would have been the same result anyway, I think, because yeah, he fell you, off at the end, didn't he? If you look at what happened as well, when Perez, the first lap, when Perez didn't have DRS and how quickly he was catching him down the straight. I think you told me afterwards that Russell said that 
if they Mercedes yeah, so Russell, they Russell joked their, yeah yeah Russell joked uh, with a Sky interview and said that and he was being I think he was being serious in, in the same uh, sentence that if Mercedes took off their rear wing completely Red Bull would still be faster in a straight line by their calculations that is mad <laughs> and, and that, that just yeah and that just showed that Perez even without DRS was catching Leclerc and could could go by and Perez was probably just managing uh, the gap and if anything Leclerc probably being that close to Perez was the fact that he could stay within DRS so um yeah that was a that was a weird one um another, I don't think it changed much though did no. it DRS because uh, again it was it was on quicker after the safety car as well wasn't it so yeah, I don't know how I feel less. about that rule. I, I think sometimes it will work in favour of exciting racing. You might get people... When uh, Verstappen's leading, yeah, basically. Uh, basically, <laughs> is what it is. Uh, the, the, the fact that the first time they've, uh, they've done it, of course, is the time that an underdog is leading. Um, exactly. Which I think... But yeah, when, when someone like uh, Verstappen or a Perez can be attacked on the first lap and it might be a bit closer, that's when it's going to potentially be a good rule um, but just like everything in formula one sometimes it will work and sometimes it won't indeed unless it's uh, the so sprint which it will always be terrible unless they change it like <laughs> it reverse grids <laughs> uh, well i think formula one let's look at the positive side they're willing to try things yeah yeah so let's hope they do tweak it when they listen to the fans opinions i, I don't think it was a unanimous positive coming out of this weekend so far i know that we speak for you know, a few people, but we don't speak for everyone. We don't speak for the casuals, but it would be interesting to see how many people actually tuned in to Saturday as well, because there was that big gap between short quality and, and then the sprint race. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We've also touched very briefly, but we'll talk a bit more about it. Verstappen versus Russell. So Verstappen, <laughs> we thought, well, we heard the team radio, didn't we, that he had floor damage. But it turns out he had a massive hole on the left-hand side of his side pod, uh, which I reckon was costing him quite a bit of time, especially yeah. dragging down the st straight. So I imagine quite a bit of uh, extra drag there. Um, and that was through the collision with, with George Russell on, on lap one. Verstappen was, was rather furious was he not after after the after the race? Actually, went and spoke to to to, to George, and George kind of apologised, said, "Look, I've got no grip," and he didn't seem like he was trying to be very combative. But then Max lost his lost the plot a little bit, and and, and even called him a D head, which um, I'm sure you can fill in the blanks there. Uh, so, yeah. for me, as the incident itself, 
I saw it very much as a racing incident. Max was ve- was putting himself in that position. And as George said in his post-race interview, he was actually surprised that Max was continuing to go around the outside. I think we both were when we were watching on the Twitch watch along. We were going, oh, Max is still there, still trying it on lap one with cold tires and the heaviest the car's going to be in the race. Uh, so I would I would argue that Max kind of put himself in that position in some ways. And it was the it was the tiniest of touches. We're not talking about a big lockup spearing into the side of him. I think he was very unlucky to pick up the amount of damage he did. Yeah, it wasn't like a George Russell when he did the you know thing with Cota, science. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um it's very much two cars not wanting to give an inch. Um and the nature of Baku, you're going side by side into that corner there, sharp ninety degree turns. And uh yeah, I think Verstappen uh, it's all right for Verstappen to say, oh, um, you know, what's he doing on lap one trying to, you know, acting like he's got nothing to lose. But that's the thing. Russell does have nothing to lose because he's starting 11th tomorrow. It's not going to affect his race. He's going to try and do something and get a load of points. And he's and that's even what um, Max's race engineer said was that they have nothing to lose. Yeah, that's but, what he, he literally but, Verstappen, reminded Max. but Verstappen does. So that's why yeah. I'm so surprised that he didn't just back out and think, you know what? Because Verstappen's easily going to get him on the, the as soon as DRS is enabled. Like we mentioned earlier, Russell having no rear wing still wouldn't be able to <laughs> out-drag him. So I think Verstappen, yeah, probably should have just thought about the championship in that moment, let him go by and he's, and he's going to get back through. So I just think it's a racing incident. I watched the replay. It's not like Russell's steaming into the corner. They're both turning full lock into the corner Russell's made the apex Verstappen's ahead but going around the outside and I think the actual damage of Verstappen having a huge hole in his car is actually one of those things where that quite easily could have been just bumping wheels or a little chip off his end plate or something the the damage looks a lot worse than what the incident actually was Um, and I'm surprised Verstappen carried on around the outside again for a second time and actually kind of hit the wall a little bit um trying to stay and maybe he was concerned that he was going to lose a place to science as well if he let russell go but yeah a surprising one i think for verstappen but also not surprising because that's the way he races <laughs> yeah i wonder if that this whole sprint race format is something that was playing on max's mind slightly and that sense of urgency of well i've only got 17 laps i want to win this race and if george russell gets ahead of me for a couple of laps yeah you got charles and and, and, and sergio yeah and and checo's been really good this weekend they've been on a on a level with each other so there probably was that sense of urgency of if george passes me then that's the the race win done um but then as you say the championship should also be in your mind because if you DNF and uh, Sergio scores eight points, that's uh, that's a big swing uh, in comparison to him finishing third. Um, so yeah, interesting, but racing instant for me. Yeah, and uh, the 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 clip of Verstappen calling him a D head. Uh, that's drive to survive in the trailer. Every single <laughs> yeah. clip they, they're going to play that. That'll be if you if you watch the new series of DTS, uh, they play Silverstone a hundred times. They'll probably use that in every single clip they'll probably they photoshop george russell with a different driver for every time max has a collision calling him a, a d head um, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. But, i love it uh, hey, max clearly did not realize that that max clearly did not realize that that camera had uh, a microphone on it because not no. you don't, i don't think it usually <clears throat> does necessarily or at least the audio isn't usually turned up 
No, and you know, it's the the heat of battle. Let's not forget that you know we've they've had it before. Um, I think it was Hamilton called Verstappen the very same word in one of the races back in 2018. I think, and equally, he didn't know that he was being recorded. And they, mm. they've, they, it's easy to kind of be like, "Oh, what a, what an asshole," or whatever. But you, you've you've just come out of Formula One car. The adrenaline's flowing, yeah, and think, imagine what people are like on Twitter, and they've not been in a Formula One car with the adrenaline pumping, and how passionate they are, and this is their careers and their jobs. Of course, they're going to like be stressed about it and passionate about it. And I'm sure, you know, once Max has calmed down, he'll probably just be like, "Yeah, it is what it is." <laughs> well, exactly. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Some people no. will be you know, up in arms about it. It was uh, it was clearly a moment. But oh, okay, hold on. What did he just say to him? Sort of things you don't hear this from uh, from the F one drivers usually. Um, but yeah, it, it all gets smoothed over very very quickly. Had to be a Merck versus Red Bull, didn't it? It certainly did. Now let's move on to a man that I wish to apologise to uh, <laughs> for the biggest flop uh, on in our Thursday prediction video. Of course, I went for Yuki Tsunoda, and wow, we did Yuki Tsunoda have a, a race. So how it unfolded for him, I didn't see this until I saw it on social media afterwards. Was there seemed to be some kind of contact down at turn three, three with uh, with Nick DeVries. Nick DeVries, it, very similar to Verstappen and Russell in the sense of just getting squeezed on the on the right hand side towards the wall. There was a bit of contact, it seemed, maybe with Sonoda's front wing to Nick DeVries' right rear wheel. And then we, of course, all saw Sonoda just having a huge amount of understeer, smashing into the wall. Then his tyre fell off and was just rolling down the hill, which was quite comical. But then it, what was even more comical was Yuki Sonoda going 45 degrees and just crabbing the whole way round. Uh, it was certainly a Saturday to forget for Yuki and also for Alpha Tauri for sending him back out after yeeting himself in the wall. Yeah, I know. What a bizarre thing uh, to watch his car like crabbing around for an entire lap. But I think the weirdest thing about this new format is he's going to be starting P8 tomorrow, which is going to kind of confuse so my pe- brain. What penalty are they going to get though after the oh, unsafe yeah, release? They might, yeah, this is the thing. They might get the penalised. The and the penalty and all that sort of stuff is all very confusing as to where oh, that actually God, gets applied to. Oh my God, I've just realised that you've just cursed him so much that he's actually going to get a penalty for his qualifying position that he did really well. Oh, for God's sake. I actually don't know if there we has don't been know yet, but that confirmation yet. I feel like that's going to happen just because you voted him biggest flop. Um, but yeah, he could well easily, easily get a penalty for that um for that and uh god what a shocker what a shocker if they end up losing that amazing qualifying position for absolutely no gain because as soon as his wheels fallen off he's never he's not finishing p8 you know even even if there's absolute carnage we've, we've said it before the top four teams are getting those p8 anyway, to be fair so. though if they had just had a quick look at it. I mean, last year they put a bit of duct tape on the rear wing. They may have just gone, oh, just stick a new wheel on it, mate. It'll be fine. Because every lap in this race weekend is crucial for a Formula One team just to gather data Especially to find out. practice as well. Exactly. To find out how the tyres degrade, what the car feels like, and, and so on. So I can understand why they sent him back out if they deemed his car okay, but clearly they didn't see what actually went on or the fact that his right rear was completely mangled. Um, so yeah, sorry, Yuki, I think is the, the main, the main thing coming oh, out of that. Dare you. 
Yeah, maybe I'll go for Yuki next time, I promise. Uh, so let's go back to Sprint Day, the format, the new thing. What do we think? We asked you on Twitter. Uh, we've got 7,500 votes, and 78% of you do not like the new format. Hmm. Yeah, we asked, did you enjoy Sprint Day? 78% no. Obviously, this this if it had been a banger, people would have been like, oh, my God, yes. But the problem for me is there? it's so rare for it to be a banger because realis- realistically, how? How are you going to get a banger when they're all on the same tires, there's no reverse grid? So, so, I say it every time, every single sprint. I mean, the, the only way we're going to get a banging sprint race, I think, is if it rains in the morning session and you get a mixed-up grid because then you're going to see people overtaking. But there's just not enough variety in there for it to work. And then I also think that I, I like the fact that you then you at least had the grid to decide so there was something interested. Not going to lie, this doesn't normally happen with Formula 1, but we, we just added the results into the um, the our podcast sheet, and that is the first time that I've looked at it because it doesn't matter from 8th downwards. No, I, 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 Alice, I didn't even finish ninth. I didn't even Williams. process where anyone else finishes because it literally has no meaning whatsoever. And for me, that's weird. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, very odd. Crazy Nairo comes in with a question: Thoughts on whether you prefer last year's sprint format or this year? I actually think I prefer last year's. Mm. Um, one because it wasn't just action, 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 action all the time but mainly because it's all rolled into the same weekend. I'm not a fan of two race weekends in one, which is essentially what this is. It's a shorter one and a longer one. Whereas in the sprint race last year, if something crazy went on, you went, oh my God, well, this is going to, this is going to impact the real race. I know on the other side of the argument, some some drivers made up for their poor qualifying and came through in the sprint race. But there was always that sort of feeling of jeopardy that could be round the corner if Verstappen blew up or Leclerc blew up or whatever, because yeah. it was all linked into one thing. And that was the main race on Sunday. It all crescendoed somehow into the main race in Sutton Sunday, even if some points were scored for the sprint. Whereas this, this is this is its standalone thing. Saturday is Saturday and that's it. And I'm not a fan of that. No, I completely agree. It's it's a weird one that that you just have this mini weekend all condensed into essentially a miniature Formula One for the TikTok generation, 30 minutes, super over really quick. But the problem is there's no action. And, and I don't like the fact that for me, you had a really exciting qualifying on Friday it's it's taking me a little bit of time to sort of get my head around that that is now the order that we're going to be uh, and you know things change in formula 1 i'm not against change but uh there will be good things that they've changed so, you know they've made some great changes to formula 1 recently but for me i don't think this one has worked because um yeah it's just it's just made that kind of strange miniature day in the middle and it to me highlights even more the problem with sprints where you're now dedicating an entire day to formula one for very little action. And I don't understand when we're ever going to get a huge amount of action. 
We're not. So, yeah. One hour of running on Saturday for a five, six hour potentially uh, window that we have to kind of lock out. I mean, you can pop out. I did, but you're always like, oh, I've got to get back for the Formula One. I, I've got, I can't go away or do something or... I know, and this is, this is the thing because like I've been a big sort of, you know, oh, get rid of all the practice sessions. Yeah, this pointless. is your you are, doing. And this, this is, is literally your doing, Tommy. <laughs> Formula One did this for you and you've ruined the sport. No. How dare you? Um, but, but this is the thing. I think, yeah, now... Now I've seen it, it does feel a bit like I've won, but at what cost? Generally, like if there's a practice session on, you can choose not to watch it. And my argument always for no practice is the fact that you, um, it makes the racing better when you don't have it. It's not the fact that it exists. And if it exists, it's fine. I can go out and not watch it. And uh, I'm fine with that in my life. Um, but this has just shown that, yeah, like when there's like constant sessions, I'm not like, I'm a diehard Formula One fan. I'm not missing. This is going to happen again. And I'm not going to go, even if it wasn't my job, I'm not going to go, no, I'm not going to watch it because it's a qualifying in a race, right? It's a qualifying in a race. And absolutely, am I going to be tuning in again on Saturday, even if it's terrible? And I will think it will be terrible. And that's the problem. Um, It is that kind of like, yeah, there's there's almost like too much, and I and I I do now now I see this, I do think the the building into the weekend is a nice a nice thing. The final question comes in from at ijo three four five. The question needs to be: Would you rather watch free practice for two hours or a sprint race for thirty minutes? Oh my god! What am I? Am I? I think I'm about to say I'd rather watch cars on track for two hours than a sprint race for 30 minutes. I guess it's an hour mm, fully. No, I don't know. It's weird, though, because I, the I expectation... Want I want a mixture. You'd you know what now, I mean? I want but absolutely, in three weeks' time, you get this question again, you're like, nah, give me those five red lights coming on, I'm going to be absolutely yeah, buzzing. Yeah, but I, we come back to the less is more argument. Yeah, you right. If you see those five red lights too many times, even in Australia, we're like, oh, I've got another red flag. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, too much of a good thing tommy makes yeah, it less good true. Yeah. but i'm not saying i'd rather just have free practice for two hours but i'm sure there's a happy medium in there where we can have a bit more running on a saturday it doesn't all have to be for bells and whistles and trophies and points and fastest laps and everything else yeah yeah uh, i think right. i think formula One's in a very dangerous position right now where we could go down the wrong route and the integrity of of what what formula one actually is could potentially um, being a bit of bother because the problem is as well that fans i mean you know it's only the the fans that we've polled but you look at the the 78% said they didn't like it then it, then it's like do they listen to the fans and change it again and then you're like oh it's another change it's another set of rules to learn you know even even us that are meant to be experts and in inverted commas we're not but you know we we absorb a lot of formula one content and there's so much to so much to learn and you we saw so many fans because they're you know they're they're big enough fans to join us for our twitch streams and watch the racing and stuff and they're like which is this one again because not everyone can consume formula one every second of every day we're in a very privileged position exactly. that we can but um a lot of people coming into this weekend going 
wait, so there genuinely might be people that have watched that that have no idea that that's not now going to be the order for tomorrow because they might not have seen it. It's very easy not to to see things because there's a lot of content out there and things going on in the world. So, um, yeah, I just it just make you wonder. Three years time, six sprint races in the weekend. Like, what what's it going to be? Are they going to just keep changing it every time there's a bad race, or I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. That's the problem. Exactly. Uh, None of our suggestions that we've made in this podcast uh, are perfect, but we'd be really interested to to hear yours. So please do share them, whether it be on our social media uh, or wherever, just message us. uh, uh, Because it is one of those debates that doesn't have a right answer, but there's definitely a more right answer than what we currently have, I think. I think there are definitely changes that could be made. And, And also as well, we have to say, yeah, this is sparked off of a bad sprint that we've just had. But that's the whole point of this discussion is that, okay, yeah. it's not currently really working. If, if Baku doesn't create some kind of chaos, then, then, then where will? Uh, but at the same time, I'm happy to give it a few more races. Before. I'm not saying by the next sprint race we need change to change again, everything yeah. again, but there definitely needs to be conversations. And even if the, the if, the drivers are, uh, if the drivers are angry about it, that's where you have to really listen as well, because the drivers and the fans both go, "Nah, this isn't right." You got it. You got to change it, it somehow. Yeah. So TV yeah, there ratings. you go. <laughs> that was a spicy little chat, uh, Tommy. What are your final thoughts? My final thoughts are: after all this, please be a good race tomorrow. Now, because um, yeah, bit of back of carnage, pit stops. Maybe this is what it is that it just makes the race more exciting because at least you'll get to see a pit stop or something, um, and it'd be wow. more exciting than that. Um, but now Can't I'm just, wait for I am a pit stop. just just looking forward to seeing a proper race where there'll be strategies and you know let's see what happens. Please be good. Let's see what happens. Indeed, my final thoughts are: we'll be live on Twitch, Matt P1 Tommy, for our Sunday race watch along. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it'll be good, as you say, Tommy. Hopefully Charles Leclerc can do something magical, although I have absolutely zero hope after what I saw today. And we'll see you tomorrow for all of that action. Bye! Bye! Oh, dear. P1 is a Stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. 